and welcome to this special episode of Unboxing Women. Today's topic is one very close to our hearts. Today is International Women's Day and we want to take this opportunity to shine a light on domestic violence in all of its different forms. So Jana, you are releasing a song today called Love Syndrome, which is about domestic violence. Can you tell us why you felt the need to write and publish this song? That's right. Um, today's the day. Um, I was actually inspired to write it after I got Sia's album, A Thousand Forms of Fear. So that's a couple of years ago. Uh, and there were a few songs on there that really resonated in a certain way. Uh, I think it was Hostage and something with Animal, Free the Animal. Uh, mm-hmm. And I started to write on this monotone creepy melody that was stuck in my head um mm. like the the do 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 like that and just keeping mm-hmm. it simple and and started to really like where this was going and i knew i was writing this song about um like a hostage inside your own home or inside your own body the frustration that it brings to be physically free but still bound inside if that makes sense um Mm -hmm. because that's how I had felt during my previous relationship that uh that I had had and it felt a bit like the Stockholm syndrome so hence the title as well uh that it's called love syndrome Mm -hmm. so kind of like you know you stick with your abuser because you're in that vicious circle of wanting to please them thinking this will change their behavior towards you and they'll love you back (laughs) basically yeah (laughs) Um, it's like i can fix this person i just need to love them enough exactly i just need to Mm -hmm. you know please them and 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 love them enough and and do basically whatever they say and in the meantime you you don't even realize you're being abused and Mm -hmm. um until until you're out of that relationship well for me it was until i was out of that relationship and i really you know started to um um think about it and because you, you kind of always go over your own history and and things come back to you and so i i just started realizing that that you know this this relationship was so toxic and i didn't even i didn't even get that at first mm. um so, I mean, in the couple of years between writing it and now, I've become an avid podcast listener and listener, sorry. And I also started to uh, realize in my per- personal life that my past had weighed on me more than, than I had realized at the time. Um, mm. And so I started listening to podcasts about feminism, ob- obviously, when we started unboxing women as well, and also abuse and, and survivors stories. Right. Uh, and the more I listened to these episodes, I realized that this this had happened to me too. And I just didn't know there was an actual name for it and that other right. people had also had these experiences. So um, I survived what's called nar- narcissistic abuse, which involves both verbal and mental uh, verbal abuse and mental manipulation or psychological mm-hmm. abuse basically mm. yeah um, yeah it's interesting um because w- b- before we were talking beforehand about this and i was saying i don't think i've ever gone through that type of abuse um and i still don't think i necessarily have at least not in a relationship setting um so there's always also other people that can come into your lives where you're oh, not, yeah. maybe not in a relationship where the same thing can happen. So it doesn't have to be, oh, this is your boyfriend or girlfriend and this person, your life partner is the person 
inflicting this abuse. It can be anybody in your circle. Yeah. Um, but um, I've had a lot of friends. I've watched them go through this and it's so awful because you sit on the sidelines and you know that what that person, the other person is doing is so wrong and you know it's bad for your friend and you can see how it's just kind of really weighing them down and you can't do anything. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's insane. It really is. And it happens to so many people. I think people underestimate how often that happens. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And uh, yeah, it, I'm, you're absolutely right. It can be family. It can be friends. I mean, it can be your parents. It can be your siblings. Um, it, it depends. Maybe they're, they're in a relationship like that, or maybe they are like that themselves. And it's not, you know, it's not to say that some people are, you know, evil or like manipulators. It's just some, they, they don't even realize they're doing it themselves. It's their inner child. That's yeah. Like, I mean, if it's, if it's narcissism, then it's, then it's a lot of like, it's a different, they're living in a different world. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. They're, they're living in their egocentric world and, and they don't see what they're doing wrong. Um, no, they because, don't. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's very interesting but so your song it focuses on the viewpoint of you realizing afterwards having come out of it or is it does it start when you kind of were still in the relationship um from a viewpoint aspect um, from the viewpoint aspect it's 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 very it's very much when you're in it when you're mm. in it and when you do realize that this is this is going to be the end of you basically because you're not you're not going to get out of that situation um uh, yeah it's it's um it it kind of it kind of goes from okay look i'm i'm stuck here and i'm an a prisoner basically and you know what what do i do and then the chorus actually describes what goes on you know, with, with your brain, um, as if, as if it's some kind of, you know, bad medicine that you, you, you keep taking and, uh, that you're addicted to and that, you know, you're taking this medicine, but it's not healing you. It's just making it worse. And also the mm -hmm. artwork for love syndrome is, is basically, so it's, it's, um, um, me with a, a bandage, over my eyes and band-aids across my my lips so the mm. you know the 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 healing things that that the partner that's inflicting this on you puts on you is just basically gagging you even more so they're like oh okay you know I'll make this all better and 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 we'll we'll talk about it and we'll get we'll get through this but then um they just continue <laughs> basically yeah so um it's also maybe a little bit like from an outside perspective i would say it's a little bit like having horses with blind blind thingies what are they called blinders These, yeah yeah the things where you can only see in one direction and you can't see what's left or right of you yeah um for the podcast listeners who can't see what i'm doing with my hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> um so it's it's kind of like it it narrows your vision in a way, the things that the other person does and you can't see the other stuff around it, the, mm -hmm. the stuff that would get you out of it or help you to see this is wrong. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's very interesting. Yeah, I really wanted the imagery to show that, you know, like physical injuries that people get 
also by domestic violence. So people whose partner uh, physically abuses them, hits them, and and does things to them uh, physically, then then you know it's it's something that you put a band aid on it and it heals, but it doesn't really does it so it's that's kind of the imagery that i wanted to show like you know you you can put band-aids on this but it just it just pulls you further in the hole and it it just gags you and makes you blind to what's actually going on um Mm -hmm. and not only you as as like the the i don't like to say victim i like to say survivor but you know as the as the person that's that's in that situation also to the people outside um because it's it's not like a this or that situation it really always starts with this kind of abuse and then it escalates to to physical violence so a lot of people just shrug it away because they're like well if he doesn't hit you um or she <laughs> then then you're not being abused and mm. so there's no problem you know, it's it's all in your head. Um, but it Whoa. really goes much deeper than that. And people need to know about this because they might have a friend or family member in the situation that they need to help. Um, yes, it goes so much deeper, though, because there's so much you can do with um, with just verbally manipulating and even with a body language and creating an atmosphere at home and, and like, um, checking their texts and, and, um, oh, yeah. asking where you've been, like when you answer a call and, um, what was it? Somebody kn- we know, uh, recently said, um, w- years after they'd gotten out of a relationship like this, every time they answer the phone, they still get that feeling of, oh my God. I'm going to have to t- justify myself where I am right now, even though yeah. they're happy now. Yeah. You know, they're in a good relationship. So this sticks with you. It does. Um, it does scar you. It does. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was a lot of all of that. Um, also, uh, actually just being scared every time you get a text because who's texting you? Um, and, and are you really wearing that to the party? And, and, you know, it just, it's little things and it just breaks down it just breaks you down, um, you know, cause it's all the time. And so if you're, if you're like, well, I'm, I feel, I look at myself as a very assertive person. And I, I, at the time did not think that something like this could ever happen to me. Cause you know, I'm, mm. I'm bitchy enough to, to tell him off or whatever, but it's not true. It's, it's just because they take their time and they, they just manipulate, manipulate in, you into thinking differently about yourself and actually avoiding conflict. So that was for me, that was a big one that I realized um, that that was how he did it. So for example, the, you know, wearing this thing to the party. So you put on a nice dress or, you know, it's a short skirt and, uh, oh, you're not allowed to wear that because people might look at you and I might be jealous, um, which already, you know, sets the tone because if you're in a relationship, you should be you're in that relationship right you're not in relationship with anybody else um and and you're together and so that just signifies there's no trust when somebody tells Mm -hmm. you that and then obviously Mm -hmm. i would say yes i'm wearing this and you would go to said party and you know he would pick a fight or like not talk to you for the whole evening and you would have a really shit time and Mm -hmm. and be sad and and even maybe you know you might argue and ruin the party for everybody and then get home and you're like okay just wearing this skirt wasn't worth all of that so next time Mm -hmm. you don't wear the skirt 
and that's how it starts and it, it and they just you know start man- manipulating because then they right. have they have had a win and they start manipulating mm-hmm. you into um i don't know um for me it was paying stuff paying stuff for him uh yeah mm-hmm. I'll, you know i'll 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 pay you back or whatever and you never ever see that money back um mm-hmm. and just yeah just it, and it sounds silly and people a lot of people um you can't go anywhere with this problem and talk to anybody because you you people tend to say that you're making this up that you're seeing things and that it's you and that's just the big issue because they make you think that you're the manipulator and that it's all your fault and and you know that it that it's you it's because mm-hmm. you wore the dress or the skirt and it's because you're getting the text or you know it's it's crazy how Yeah, it just blows my mind now how how this stuff just um without you even noticing it just sucks you in this vortex of of guilt and mm. um yeah, just feeling guilty all the time about everything, just about yeah. just being. Um which is awful. Yeah, I've I've been there before. Um not in a relationship status, but with friends mm-hmm. and it's no it's not great because everything you start also kind of thinking about everything i don't know this this was for me you start thinking overthinking about everything you're going to say because like they're going to interpret something into it yeah and then um like some i'd get to the i got to the point with this person where i would pause sometimes before saying something because i'd be like okay how do i say this so that this person cannot interpret anything mean into it and then that person would see me pause and then they would be like oh my god something really mean is coming <laughs> oh <God>. now <laughs> and then like they would blow up in me when i was only trying to be nice it's a self-fulfilling and, prophecy isn't uh, it? it yeah it was it was insane and and it just got worse and worse and worse and um you know it, it it came to a point where i was just like all right just fuck off um yeah like this this is not worth it and thankfully that wasn't a relationship i think if you're in a um, in a romantic relationship it's a lot different because you have a lot of feelings there that you kind of you you attach a lot of self-worth to relationships as well at a young age especially and yeah that you're in love and you can't yeah. let that go you know um yeah. it took really not being in love anymore for me to be able to to leave uh and and that that took 11 years so um so yeah that it's a problem um mm. uh, that's why i wanted to do this campaign so i'm doing a four week campaign uh about well basically making making everybody aware about the the different forms of domestic violence um mm-hmm. so that it's not only physical that it's also mental abuse financial abuse uh you know the narcissistic abuser and and all of that stuff because i i wasn't even aware that there were that there was terminology myself mm-hmm. um so so yeah i um that that's that's why i'm i'm releasing it on the 8th of march which is international women's day and uh and doing uh, all of this so there will be resources available on all my um social media profiles where people can go to find helplines or um communities where where they can 
you know, talk about this uh, podcasts that I'll be on uh, talking about mental health and about survivors about this kind of thing uh, with with psychologists and 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 people like that. Um, so yeah, it's 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 gonna be big. It's gonna that be big. sounds really cool. And I think as you were said, you were saying in the beginning. It's more about the more people talk about this, the more um, likely it is somebody else is going to see this and stumble upon it and realize, oh, that's what happened to me. That, yeah, well, that's exactly. what's happening to me right now. Yeah. So it's, I think it's creating that awareness and that's amazing. So um, this song of yours, do we get to listen to it? Yes, we do. <laughs> All right, here we go. I am victim to Stops me getting away from you Any medicine swallowed Will not cure this love syndrome Quickly spreading to my brain Feels like I might go insane Any remedy followed Will not cure my love syndrome Yeah. I really love the the high bit where it goes especially in the background where you're uh, in the video goes you're screaming so Oh yeah. Um that was so powerful really. I was actually screaming while I was filming that cuz just oh, acting it sense. out didn't didn't do enough. So yeah. so yeah that was pretty intense. Oh my god, I can imagine how were your vocal cords the day after? Oh oh fine. Fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, I really like the etherealness of of it all. Kind of, there's there's a there's the low bit of the melody, and then you've got the etherealness kind of with the space in the song, and it adds the desperation. Really, mm-hmm. um, I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I was actually I was because it it. I wrote it a long time ago and I was already singing it at gigs well before COVID, obviously, uh, <laughs> kind of like an acoustic version of it. And people kept coming up to me after the gig and telling me that that was the song that they most resonated with. So I knew I was onto something. And then mm-hmm. I met a producer called Matt Parisi, who lives in the UK, who really got he got he got it he got the message yeah. and he knew what i was trying to achieve with this production so mm-hmm. i went there and we, we worked on it uh and this is back in october 2019 um but we we never finished it completely at that point and then we got back into it during covid um yeah to finish it so mm-hmm. and, and in the meantime i was like scheduling the release of new songs um like from the babylon ep so you know that that, that the one that's coming right. out in june um yeah. and so queen of babylon was being the first single this year and and i was mm-hmm. thinking more and more of um you know that i should do something to make people aware of this kind of abuse because i was obviously listening to podcasts 
in the meantime and right. and thinking about my life, my life's choices <laughs> and all of this stuff that happened because it, it kind of, it's not because the relationship the relationship. <laughs> That's a good word for it. The relationship slip. <laughs> the relationship stops that you're all of a sudden, oh, it's fine, you know, I'm out of this relationship now and I'm I'm fine and I'm just continuing with my life. You you kind of keep questioning it and keep thinking, why did I do that? Or why did he do that? Or oh yeah, I remember that this happened because when you're talking to friends or watching TV and something might come up and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this. And then you kind of process it at that moment. And so it comes back mm -hmm. to you all the time. Um, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, it's 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 just a way of processing basically. And I just yeah. knew that I had to do something to make people more aware of this and and that domestic abuse or violence um is not only physical um, and that, you know, I had been a victim of it, even, even though I didn't know it uh, mm. at the time. And it, it was a thing that I just wanted to, you know, I just want to spread the word. So I decided to dedicate, yeah. dedicate love syndrome to that right. and have it actually, because it, it should have been coming out on the 10th of March, like in my original mm. timing, but I said, no, I'm just going to do it on the 8th, which is absolutely not a usual release day. In no, it's also Monday. So bad for land. everything else. <laughs> it's well, yeah, it's, you know, I, well, you know how I feel about, um, releasing on a Friday anyway. So I never mm. do that. Um, I release on warrior Wednesday, obviously, <laughs> but, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I thought, Oh, a Monday, you know, fine, let's go for it. Um, yeah, sure. so, so yeah, I, I just, I just felt that this, this song, could be bigger than just its its separate parts, like just the, a song and a video, and that could bring a message. But I, I wanted it to be bigger than that, and and do more for for everybody than that. So right. So, um, quick question: Is Love Syndrome going to be a part of your EP then? Yes, it is. All right. So it forms a part of your EP, and I mean, you've always been very. Um, your music has always been centric around the warriors, right? So you're a yeah. warrior and this kind of, I mean, this fits into that scheme as everything else does kind of. Um, I think it's very interesting um, because all of your music is very empowering. And um, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I, yay! No, it, it I, really is. I, I mean, that's yeah, but that's that's the thing we do as artists. You know, we try. We put ourselves out there. We put our stuff out there, and this is what you want to achieve. And it's great when that's actually what you do achieve. Um, and um, so, with love syndrome, you said you were going to do four weeks. Um, what can we expect in those four weeks? What can you? kind of allude to without giving too much away <laughs> well there will be like i said there will be resources that uh, people can share there will also be um what i call shareables so i made kind of uh um pictures uh, with slogans on them like mm -hmm. um, stop the abuse or domestic violence kills and uh, some others with like statistics uh there are also mm -hmm. statistics at the end of the video of course yeah, and mm. yeah and it's just it's always surprising to see them because it really puts things in perspective um and it i i think they're really shocking actually so um yeah i just want to highlight those 
those numbers a bit more and mm. people can share uh, or repost the the shareables um mm-hmm. uh, you know they can just post them on their on their own feed or share them in their their stories so that their friends can also see it um so yeah people will be able to contact me to get those or just repost them from wherever yeah, you know from yeah. my profile mm-hmm. um and yeah i will be talking on a couple of other podcasts um about mental health and about you know what what happened to me so if people want to tune in mm-hmm. and find out more about all the things um uh, that 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 happened and you know just to have examples to to know uh, you know am i am i am i in yeah. this as well or yeah. is my friend in this as well um so i'll be chatting about that and opening up more about that because i have yeah. i haven't really done mm. that um i kind of tried to keep my personal life separate uh from from my artistic or like ma- more celebrity open open space place mm-hmm. um mm. but in the end i mean it you can you can do that but that's not completely possible because obviously when you make art it's all based on your personal life and what you're going through so yes. you know you have to at one point you have to talk about these things and and let people mm-hmm. know and that can help people as well because then they can say oh me too you know oh my god and they can identify yes. with that it's a very um strong move it's, it makes one vulnerable but at the same time it helps other people who are vulnerable and who are hurting and um that's just something that's a kind of risk we have to take mm-hmm. as artists and as people um so yeah no that's amazing um there was one thing oh yeah so when those podcasts come out we'll obviously link them down below yeah um and, on and our, so um, you um, can just on our instagram feed we have a new instagram yes, exactly <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's great. Um, so come check us out on Instagram. And um, yes, wow, I, I look forward to all of this. Um, I think especially in COVID times, I've been hearing a lot about uh, domestic violence going up mm-hmm. um, because everybody's stuck at home. So to everybody stuck at home going through this, um, know you are not alone and that you, there is help out there. There are help hotlines in every country that I know of. And um, there's always somebody to talk to. So don't feel like you are alone or you have to deal with it on your own. Yep, exactly. So thank you for tuning in to Unboxing Women. Um, You will see and hear about those resources all over all our profiles in the next four weeks. (laughs) So, uh, you know, go there and go check it out. And uh, please do share. Uh, with your friends as well Um, be sure to connect with us on our socials uh, which you can find in the show notes send us a dm or let us know your personal experiences uh, with the hashtag such a bitch so also about domestic violence if you want to share anything uh, with us about that Um, so yeah uh, my name is Dana Rex and I've been chatting with Micah Rose and uh, this was a special show of unboxing women on the 8th of March 2021 International Women's Day thank you for listening Bye. Bye.